right, welcome back to another episode of the Float Universe podcast. Hope you're out there doing all right. I've never been better, thank you. I've been very busy working on lots of interesting and inspiring things that I'm hoping to share with you in the future here. Very shortly, some of these things. The content you crave, one of my favorite things to produce, is right now on BitChute. You've got a few new episodes out there if you haven't been following along with it. I'm going to try to keep it to once a month for that, only on BitChute right now. Can't really put it anywhere else because of copyright and uh, content issues. So it, shout out to BitChute. Great platform when you're censored and banned. Working on the Post Flow Glow, a, a, a show about float centers. I go and review float centers. Honestly, I pay for it. It's all out of pocket. It's been very enjoyable. It's been nice floating again. We'll talk about that. I know... A lot of you have been wanting the podcast to come back. I have been posting lots of my Instagram lives on Patreon. That's the only way to support this podcast right now until I work on other other things. It's coming. Merch and all that stuff. I know you crave that too. It's coming. But right now, I just got to do one thing at a time as they're coming at me. What's important, what's not important. And uh, yeah, so go support on Patreon if you're missing content, if you want to hear my voice more. All right, it's only a dollar. It's very enjoyable content. Everybody says it's worth a dollar. If not, that's fine too. Thanks for listening. Honestly, I mean, really, just awesome. There's so much stuff you could listen to. And thanks for listening to this. So I hope you enjoy the podcast with Quantum Kitty. She's a good friend, a supporter of the show, and she makes awesome clothes. So you should check her out. Uh, big shout out. But thanks again. Hope you enjoy the show. I'll be back more with lots of new content very soon. You're on
All right, welcome back to another episode of the Float Universe podcast. I'm very happy tonight to finally have this guest on. Came out of nowhere in my life, but really gave me something really awesome a few years ago. And it really made me feel at the time like I was a big shot. You know, custom clothes off the internet that like fit perfectly and were just my vibe and still my vibe at the time. From one of my Instagram followers that I kind of didn't really know about in the background of somebody just, I guess, admiring the memes or something, feeling the vibe. And then there's all kinds of other stuff too that you may, if you're a real fan of this podcast, you might know her, I guess, husband now uh, has been on this podcast as well. So I, I, we'll, we'll get to that. So I just want to welcome to the Float Universe, Quantum Kitty, and that's with a K, Quantum Kitty. Welcome. Hi. How, How are, are you? you? I'm good. Fantastic. You ever do a podcast before? Yeah, I've done a few, but nothing recently. What were those podcasts about? Clothes or politics? Uh, neither. <laughs> um, they were about psychedelics and lucid dreaming very good Dreams. very good it says here uh, you know I, I introduced you as a, a kind of a fashion designer but art artist a healer mystic and seer also um yeah yeah that's what you that's what you everything. yeah that's what your profile says you're a seer yeah. what's a seer um you see the unknown mm. you know so that's I, I, have, I went from doing a lot of psychedelics and uh, doing DMT and mushrooms and um, a nice. lot of a lot of plant medicine to opening up my third eye because of DMT and uh, I haven't really done any psychedelics recently and that's because it's open and you get contact communication with spirits and entities and you dream you know you astral project and it all hit me after i had gone to india i went to india and um, i realized that when i came back i just had to you know do dmt for the last or you know it it, it opened up my third eye but it closed Mm -hmm. because I was really afraid and I had a lot of fear in me so these past few years I've been really working on studying occult philosophy um, continuing the work spiritually and really trying to understand exactly what is going on here so yeah. um, I do that through lucid dreaming um, my dreams are very powerful. It's a, one of the paths to enlightenment is to dream. And uh, they can be scary. I, I document them and I talk about them because we're all collectively doing this together. And it doesn't matter what side you are on politically, we're all going through this mm -hmm. collectively. So that's okay awesome that's a great intro for you we're going to back up a little bit set the timeline give some history here so i guess you might have found my 
Instagram during your maybe your trippy times? How did how did you come across uh, the Instagram page? Um, yeah, I was you know uh, looking a lot at a lot of like memes and content, and you know your account resonated with me, and um, I always like to connect with people on the same spiritual wavelength. And, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, we're kind of creating a new reality for ourselves and for others. And we're sharing our experiences so we can, you know, be there for one another because this shit's really hard. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely agree that we are definitely functioning on the same wavelength, even after all this time, because when I first encountered you, it was probably at least four three or four years ago at least at this point maybe longer and i yeah. also was you know living at the float center at the time maybe even before that but i was definitely doing psychedelics as much as i could i wasn't afraid of them at all i don't know if you ever get afraid of them but i'm not that i'm afraid now but it's like okay first of all i'm not really heeding what they were telling me to do before i came back which is like okay there's no point to go back also the, the last few have been so punishing and i've also had a death and I, and, and i haven't really sat with that uh, at a, at such a deep level that psychedelics can provide, but definitely I was in that space of just basically what you just said, like reality creation and, you know, trying to create a new reality. What is reality? What is the nature of reality? Can we do anything about it? Are we, are we as consciousness viewing it like a, you know, in a theater where we can't change anything or is it malleable? Like, do I have free will? Can I, not only do I have free will, can I go to another re dimension of reality with it? And so that's really, I was trying to explore those limitations. And then just through the collective mirror, I would either shit post, repost. Sometimes your boyfriend, now husband, some of his material. Um, by the way, congratulations. I know that was like, what, a year and a half ago or something? Yeah, thank you. Well, what's it like being married to a, a edgelord? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I he's he's a wonderful guy. Yeah, he's he, a, he a very spiritual man and he does you know we the first time we met our first conversation was about EMT and the first two months that we knew each other we were really going into psychedelics heavily together so that created such a bond and it created it created this unconditional love and we kind of grew together. And when you do that in your relationships, you know what I mean? And like, that's like the main focus of like being on this journey together, experiencing the other side. I mean, it's, it's really beautiful. So I'm thankful. I wish everybody, you know, can it's awesome. It's a powerful find, space. Yeah. To share yeah. with people. Psychedelics. I don't share with too many people at a very high dose. Like I'll sit with people and take a tiny bit sometimes or none, but in terms of like a one-on-one -on -one experience or, you know, heavy dose with a lot of people, I usually avoid that because the mirror can be so powerful and I've never had an intimate relationship like you seem to have had on psychedelics, you know, as a part of that. Cause I've just been so afraid, not that, 
I haven't done the amount of work I feel is necessary, but I don't know what the other person is sitting with internally and then what's going to come out, you know? Exactly. So and that, you know, that has happened like once, <laughs> but again, that kind of like, you don't really know how you are going to react or the other person's going to react. And yeah. I honestly think that you should know the person before For you get sure. into this and know your own mental health state, you know, like don't do it when you're, in a very bad headspace, even though I did it when I was in a really bad headspace and it, everybody doesn't have the same effects. You know, I was lucky. I, I, I'm very lucky. It really helped me emotionally, spiritually. Um, I was really lost and yeah. What, what was the something. psychedelic that gave you the kick in the pants the most? It was DMT. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that seems to be the mother of all. Is that the 5-MeO or the NN? The NN. I, I took the NN DMT. I had a gram of it, and I was an idiot. <laughs> I do not expect, I do not recommend anyone do this, but I was just putting it in my pipe and smoking it, and nothing happened. And putting it in my pipe and smoking it, and finally... I got really fucking far and I was like, oh shit. And yeah, it was. Uh, Did you get pulled through the tunnel the first time? Did you break through all the way? I'm pretty sure I, I had, well, here's the thing. I had multiple breakthrough experiences until the final one where I say that I was in the white room and. Mm -hmm. um, Ooh, I got goosebumps on that. I know the white room. Ooh. Yeah. And they un they unplugged me. And once they unplugged me, I saw this like static, like black and white static. And then like everything was black. And I felt like I was going to die. And it was the most terrifying experience ever. Mm, and yeah. I don't think that I completely, you know, because it's a ritual. It's it's, you know, a shamanic ritual, an occult ritual that you're doing. And you're you know, going, you're, you're dying to be reborn again. And I wasn't able to do that completely on DMT, but I was able to do that with a shaman with LSD and ayahuasca later. See, let me explain this real quick. Cause I, I think I know what you're talking about where you don't quite, you have to, you, you, you either don't take enough to break through and you can kind of have an ego there, which can kind of still persist throughout the trip, which is actually the worst thing possible. Yeah. Or you get completely annihilated, right? You just you yeah. you're, you're beyond even holding on, right? You don't have any choice but to let go. But when I what I sometimes like, for example, I would get in the float tank and I was doing psychedelics like every other weekend or every weekend, and just taking more than I took last weekend. And a lot of times, though, I didn't really know what my tolerance levels were at um, because of the dosage and how much I was doing it. And so sometimes I was I was I was laying in the float tank. Maybe I took a, a tab of acid, but I'm like, damn, I should have taken two because. I'm laying here and I can't quite dissolve, right? Because you get to the point where you just get in that tank and you just dissolve into nothingness and then the acid takes yeah. you somewhere. But there's, there was a few times towards the end and I'm like in the tank, I've got about a, t a tab in me or maybe it's a couple of grams of mushrooms, but because I took so much last weekend, I can't quite break through. And so I'm kind of, it feels like I'm dying, but I won't, you know, I can't just let go. I can't die. Yeah. And, but, you know, I, I hate those trips. So yeah, it's hard sometimes. And sometimes, for example, like DMT, the first time I did it, I went down the tube, which was like the Alex Gray eyes. Yeah. 
which seems to be a you know a repeatable experience for a lot of people like it's not i don't know if it's a, a completely objective space but there seems to be some objectivity to dmt i mean because I, I went there and i'm like the alex gray world is is a real thing i'm like he's not just making this stuff up he's been to this i've seen exact i've seen the tool artwork in a dmt trip in a weird way you know not exactly the same thing but i know where these guys are going i don't think it's mappable do you think those things are mappable what do you what do you think of the dmt experience what is it <laughs> I, I, okay, let me let me start. I'll say this. It's for me, ultimately, I think the six or seven times I really got something out of it and broke through, it was it seemed to be some kind of mirror of my unconscious, subconscious parts manifesting in a way which was almost unexplainable, but I was getting something out of it. A lot of times it was very personal. I never got an experience where I felt it was um, nothing. I, I always felt it was a mirrored experience and it was very dependent on my set and setting and my belief systems at the time and my and, and what it what and what it wanted to teach me there was a few times where it gave me very specific advice so that's what i got out of it it was this like like all psychedelics even though they, they appear as entities they seem to be their own entities i still think there's some kind of manifestation uh a mirrored uh version of yourself in some weird psychedelic way yeah yeah, absolutely. Um, well, for me, the first few times I had ingested it, I saw the world in quantum physics. That's why I'm called Quantum Kitty. Mm -hmm. I saw these little, what Terrence McKenna calls, bouncy balls. And I realized that those bouncy balls are just subatomic particles. And that's us. That's vibration. It's mm -hmm. frequency. And I saw it and it was in this like superposition and they were all around me. And like every single time I'd like really put my attention onto something, I'd see things like a microscope. And I think that's what this is. It's a microscope. It's a tool um, to see in oneself. For sure. Like in general, I think psychedelics, that's a good way to put it. It's a uh, microscope into the inner, inner verse or your soul or however you want to look at it. But yeah, that's, and then thing, the thing is too, it's like Alan Watts says, it's like, okay, you, you're looking down and you're, you know, you're people that are tripping all the time, you know, it's time to take your eyes off the microscope and then go, go take the stuff you learned in the trip out into the real world. You know, you're not supposed to be just sitting there tripping forever. I also think that tripping cost you energetically i think there's a cost for being taken to the top of the mountain so fast right what do you think about that do you think there are any spiritual penalties for using psychedelics absolutely i had them myself and that's why i tell people not to play with this lightly um i did for a really long time not for a really long time but i had taken psychedelics when i was like 26 i was a little older so I think I was, to me, it was all about set and setting. So I would be by myself in my room taking it really seriously when I was doing it. So I don't know. I, I didn't, I've, it's never become like recreational. Same here. It did. It did for a little bit, I think, when I met my husband, but that was only for like a month. And then after the after effects happened and the after effects is when your whole entire world around you is falling apart. 
and you have to be very spiritually centered and aware of what's happening because then you can feel like I had a complete schizophrenic break and I had to center myself because I felt this is literally my thoughts. I don't have anybody to rely on. That's why I can't lose my mind. (laughs) It really helped. And I, but the app, the, again, the after effects, it was a lot of speaking your perspective, a lot of healing Mm -hmm. that happens that I don't think that a lot of people are ready for, or you start to look at your own habits and how they can be self-destructive or your relationships or your family, you know, you become so addicted to being isolated because you love yourself for the first time. And that's why, yeah, that's why I feel like I really resonated with the isolation tanks for a really long time. And I think that's why I got really interested in your stuff because I was using, um, float tanks and psychedelics for a little bit and it was amazing so so you so you so you floated then that was going to be one of my next questions was yeah following this account did you ever float before how many times have you floated um well when i used to live in new york i used to i that's when i first started i went like probably expensive i'd say it is really expensive new york city i yeah, um, I went with my husband and like I introduced it to him. He really liked it. But when I moved to where I am now, the first thing I did was check out float, you know, places. And they only had one and it closed down. And it was so No, bad. where were you at? What what's the what was the float center? Um, I don't know, it was local yeah. here, you know, where we are. So a lot yeah, of float centers. A lot of float centers didn't make it uh, through the pandemic. Yeah. It's a tough business. Well, that's and, what I figured because yeah. everything closed down for COVID. Yeah. So. These are mom and these are like, unless you go, there's a there's a handful, not even a handful. There's probably like three franchises throughout the world slash country. And I don't even know how those are doing, but like 90% of these float tanks uh, are owned by independent people that uh, are barely getting by or rich you know sometimes it's a rich person that'll build a float tanks and they'll put other modalities in there like sauna i like sauna i like cryo cryo is super expensive do you ever do cryo um well we we go to these like spas or we we haven't done it in a while but we used to go to these spas in like k-town like in like queens and they have these amazing spas where you can go into different saunas and it's so cool and they have crystals everywhere you know, smoothies so and different like pools um and then they have a salt pool that's kind of cool so yeah i kind of like all that self you know so you're, so you're floating rituals what did you think of floating the first time you did it because i know especially if you get into joe rogan or you listen to me talk about it for a little bit or any you know stranger things you see it you get the hype in your head and uh, not not too many people are disappointed, especially when I was running my own float center, it was a lot different because I could really control the variables in the setting there. But a lot of times these float centers can be hit or miss. The water can be too cold. The atmosphere can be off. So tell me about your first time floating and, and how that went. I mean, it was really cool. I, I, I liked it. Um, it was. Do you remember the name cold. of the place? Was it lift? 
No, no, it was another one. It was like Midtown somewhere. I, okay. I don't remember any gotcha. of these places. But yeah, no, it was a little cold. It was kind of cool, but it was a little cold. I kind of, you know, haven't floated for a while because here's the thing with like the lucid dreaming, you know, the the altered states, I kind of feel like I can access that. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, the thing though about the float tank is forget about the metaphysical spiritual side of it because that's actually not that easy for most people to access initially i'm talking about joe blow off the streets but for somebody like that you that's done the work that has spent some time in this space floating would be more of a physiological thing you're getting the magnesium you're getting the decompression of your neck and spine yeah, yeah of course you'll have a great meditation session in there of course you can you know have all kinds of amazing things happen in your mind's eye lucid dreaming did you ever lucid dream in the float tank um i i had what i like to call third eye Exactly. Visions. Like, like yeah. images and, and, yeah. and like, that's the seeing that would happen to me in the tank too. I would just get like yeah. maybe split second visions. Well, what I, I see a lot of like, it, this is why a lot of my stuff's like, I do this art, but I see a lot of code. Yeah. That's a, a lot, lot of, of your it. style. So, so people that don't know, yeah, we, we talked a lot about, we jumped right into psychedelics, but you, you do make, <laughs> I mean, it seems the push of what you're doing is closed right now. And I love, again, let's go back to the, so I'm sitting there and I, I can't remember exactly how it happened, but I get this awesome jacket, shirt, and even shoes. They're like <laughs> Chuck Taylors with the, what would you call well, it? Well, they're not, they're not Chuck Taylors. But you know what I mean? Like friends. the style, but the style for people that <laughs> yeah. can see it in their, in their mind's eye. It's, there's a, yeah, it's the Chuck Taylor style with uh, like a geometric mushroom. It's got a, did you, did you draw that mushroom yourself? Did you create that mushroom? And yeah i mean all like, this, this stuff, all this stuff I, you make all of it you don't like take um no stuff that's already pre-existing and then you so everything that is on these out designs is all you all these patterns all the like the mushroom you made that mushroom yeah yeah i mean i started like i have a little ipad and um i was I'm, i was doing youtube videos at the time and um a long time subscriber had asked me if i would put that on a shirt and it was originally my background for my youtube videos and i did and it started selling and um yeah it's kind of what i see it's in... all original i love it and yeah so yeah a lot of these come from your visions yeah yeah so that's so what i've been i've been really getting into like I don't know if you've ever experienced this. I mean, you lucid dream, right? No. Well, I mean, I've been a, 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 that was another question I had for you. You must not be a weed smoker. I am a weed smoker. That's the weird part. So how? Yeah. So what, what, at what level though? I mean, t uh, once a day, a little hit, or are you t three joints no, a day? What are we talking? No, a lot. Like a lot. <laughs> Which is kind of weird. Like an eighth? Um, no, 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 no. That would be a weed. Uh, okay. 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 So now I got to break down. You see? Okay. Okay. So yeah. you're smoking like a joint a day overall, maybe a couple bowls. Well, yeah, I mean we smoke like little ones. Yeah, I mean yeah. So you have you you're able to have moderation and control. Um. Well, you know, um, when you become an adult and you have a house, you got to take care of. <laughs> well, that's good. Some people, you know, some people can somehow be functional alcoholics or functional stoners you know i've seen them all the time like I, my business partner used to be a, a lawyer and almost almost as hardcore of a smoker as i was which is pretty hardcore 
like I don't know how people like Snoop Dogg or Willie Nelson do it. They must be just bullshitting. Um, because I'm like, <laughs> I'm smoking like an eighth a day, and I'm like, dude, I know they're smoking more than this. Like, what are they getting out of it? Yeah, no, after a while you get nothing. That's right. Yeah, I'm like, dude, I mean this is fucking terrible. So an eighth so, a day so, is like crazy. <laughs> it's a crazy amount of weed. <laughs> it is. So you as a lucid dreamer and a weed smoker, um, how do you what's your process? Okay, so uh, I've had a few people ask me this, and I made a few videos on this before, and I felt like I never really explained it very well, so I feel like I kind of need to make more videos about this. So you basically, it's like self-hypnosis or trying to be aware while your brain kind of disconnects, and you go through these different cycles, sleep cycles. And you're in the hypnagogic pre-sleep cycle. And you can hop in and out of consciousness. Yeah, but, 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 but the whole hard part is, I'm like, I don't know about everybody else, but I'm exhausted. How do you get past, exactly. how do you get past passing out completely? That's the hard part. That's the part everybody has a hard time with. So I'm laying there I, and then I'm gone, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm doing it. I'm doing yeah. it. I'm doing it. And then like, it's morning. Okay, so a maybe lot you shouldn't do it in bed. A lot of astral, I was going to say a lot of astral projectors, they use recliner, so they're not completely lying down. Some people use float tanks, some people, you know, lie completely down. I like to sleep before and wake up and try. It usually happens if I fall back asleep. Oh, that's the classic technique. You get up at two o'clock in the morning and pee, and then boom, you're there. Sometimes I'm there, sometimes I'm not. Um, but I, what I mean, like for people that experience that, like randomly, like, oh, how did that happen? That's yeah, the technique yeah, yeah. right there is you got to wake up, you're already rested, you've already gone through that REM cycle that you can't remember, and then you're back in it and it's like all clear somehow. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, either that or I'll have dreams that I remember when I'm coming out of the sleep state into waking up and there'll be some really like difficult experiences and a lot of them will have to be with you know what i'm going through emotionally or little things that you know i'm upset with or like things like my fear of heights i see myself doing a lot of flying and it, it's like almost like reconditioning me not to be afraid of heights so mm -hmm. things like that um other things like meeting different entities like uh, it's scary it's it's not not scary and that's what i kind of want to tell people like it's not all fun um sometimes i wake up in a dream and since i haven't done the psychedelics in my everyday life i'm doing massive doses in my sleep and your brain and body can kind of like simulate that and it so what do you mean you're having like a dream where you're eating mushrooms you're like you're consciously doing it in your mind in in the dream state or it's just like you you, you feel like it because you've achieved this through i guess maybe practice and your natural abilities you feel like you're on mushrooms like what do you mean by that like you're so already it it, it will be either me waking up and eating a ton of mushrooms in my dream state and being high mm -hmm. or doing, 
I've done all types of substances, some substances that I've never done before, which is really, really interesting. Right. Um, so you're doing drugs in your dreams that you haven't done in real life. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've some I've done, some I haven't done at all. And I did a video on doing like heroin in my dreams, and I've never, ever, ever, ever done that, which is really interesting. Like, did you feel like you were on heroin in your dreams? Yes, yes, yes. It was really crazy. I've done that's wild. DM, I've done DMT. I've done acid. I've done mushrooms. I've done a lot of stuff and it kind of makes you think like what the fuck is going on like how can my brain simulate this and it feels exactly like a trip well you, you've and, accessed the uh the dimension of the grid outside of your body and now you have you know uh, you don't have the chemical there you know just temporarily holding you somehow but you know what i mean like i can't explain what i'm trying to explain so i won't but you know what i mean i think like, it's crazy that you're already in, the, like, like I guess the dream state, you're already, like, where you would be with psychedelics already. It's just a matter of tapping into it. Yeah. You know what, I, you, you know what I'm trying to say? I'm trying to explain it, but I can't really explain it. Yeah. No, so another I, thing I was going to say was, it, it reminded me of this story. Do you know about Salvador Dali and the, and the ball bearing? Salvador Dali used to sit in a recliner, and he used to hold a ball bearing in his hand. And when he would pass out, he would drop the ball bearing. And as soon as it hit the ground, it made a loud noise and he would have his vision. You know, it'd wake him up. That and have... makes, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely makes sense. Because you kind of have to be in that in-between state. Yeah, you I said, think I think it's... it was like hypnagogic, right? Yeah. So yeah. I think of it as like in-between life and death or in-between, you know, awake. Well, that's, and... that's enlightenment. See, okay. So I was this one master. He was like, I forget his name, but he was like the most... A, a non-enlightened person comes to enlightenment and they do it every single day of their life. And I'm getting huge goosebumps because it's true is that's when you wake up in the morning, that space between, between the dream and then that reality, there's a split second and you can actually widen that gap. I haven't been able to do it because I'm lazy, but I believe it's true because I've, you know, just what we're talking about you and your vision states and Dolly. And then, yeah, I believe there's a space between your dream and then waking reality, whatever that is, it's kind of like oh, waking life. Well, I I feel I don't feel like people that don't aren't able to do this are lazy. I feel like this is encoded within our DNA, and some of us come from psychic families. Like my sister is psychic. All my all my siblings are psychic. My uncle is. My grandmother is. My mother is and we all communicate in dreams together and they can see dreams about me and like they'll be like what the fuck is going on are you okay i'm like oh shit <laughs> that's too much i don't so, want anybody in my dreams that can see them in real life not that anything's happening but it's like you know can i have some privacy anywhere ah but what it, but that's the thing with psychic people is there such a thing as privacy because how do they know mm -hmm. and how do i know and how are we communicating in dreams? It's you know kind of interesting. So I say my first um, experiences was about um, subatomic particles and superpositions of like our brain matter is all connected. So if it's all connected, we can dream together, and we can um, for sure. That's definitely one of we can commu we can communicate telepathically. That's an immediate takeaway from multiple trips on LSD. Like 
one of the things you always come back with on a good LSG trip, because it's not always apparent, but it's always there, which is the interconnectedness of everything. And there's always different ways in acid that it's showing me. The trip is always a variation of the same lesson in a lot of ways, which is the interconnectedness of all things uh, on many different levels, uh, seen and unseen, and how everything, and, and one of the biggest teachings I got from acid was everything is actually perfect. It's your perception and judgment of it that's not. Uh, when you're judging things and stuff like everything's actually running, even the evils, you know, the perceived evils of the world, they're happening for a reason, you know, it's, it's, it's in 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 there may be even the approach, which maybe this stuff on TV isn't even real. A lot of this stuff, it's, you know, it, not to say that it's not something behind a camera, but it's manufactured to look a different way, presented someone with a slant on it. You, you know, they're showing stuff from five years ago during the pandemic when it, oh, oh this is supposedly I happening now. What is reality? What's the truth? exactly and i think that's why there's this like anti when i say woke i think third eye <laughs> you know i did too I until think, i got hijacked i i think spirit but that's the thing that's that's the psyop that's what they're trying to do they're trying to make it something it's not that way you don't want to right go Right. You see, this is when, when I was first getting into the meme world and walking this line of psychedelics and spirituality, woke to me meant like awaken, like we are woke yeah. people. We are. But then it was like, and it gets worse and worse every day, which is, okay, what you go woke, you go broke. It's like all the, yeah, yeah I, I, that, I never thought about it like that, but it makes sense that as is presented by the media or the collective, usually it's usually inverted, meaning- yeah. Right. That's a good point. There. I never thought about that. Like, yeah, you know what? Because initially I stopped these. I, I was using woke, but I'm like, you know what? I got to stop using this word now because now it's associated with this other stuff, which is not what I want to be associated with, really. Not really yeah. my uh, wheelhouse of interesting stuff I want to talk about. But yeah, good yeah. point there. Good point. Yeah, that's what I realized. And that's why I, like, I don't believe in the division of people in general, mm -hmm. because I feel like our attention needs to be to the people exploiting everyone <laughs> for sure yeah the, the psychopaths in control yeah so um and that's that's why they, they don't want us to tap into that if they realize that everything is psychic you know people are super psychic and can literally disappear into different dream spaces in reality what is reality and i don't think people can handle that well, that's the thing. And see, it's good talking to you because for a while there, I'm talking to some people that aren't quite on my level of like, it's one thing to read books and stuff. It's another thing to have devotion to psychedelics where, I mean, you sound like you're on my level, maybe even more. Um, Cause I meet people all the time that I'm like, oh, you, you, you must've done psychedelics five, five times. No, they're like 500. I'm like, whoa. Um, yeah. But I had access to a float tank too. I had like, and I, and I created a community. I, had a huge and i usually don't toot my own horn but i had a huge impact on the psychedelic meme community and i spawned a thousand accounts and i inspired a ton of people and it was awesome there for a while everything was great until about 2019 2020 obviously for for, for obvious reasons but you know they, they started cracking down on psychedelics and hashtags yeah. for way before even trump was in there you know they started going after the the psychedelics yeah. they didn't want people sharing um but well it, i mean yeah, I, I had many videos and they just all got <laughs> demonetized or taken down or I literally almost lost my YouTube channel. Oh, that's a tough playground times. to play in. Yeah, to talk about the stuff yeah. we're talking about on YouTube. It's like... That's why. 
that's why I started only talking about dreaming and lucid dreaming, astral projection, how I do it. Um, I know that's the next step for a lot of people. Um, and it's really good to like, you know, you, you asked me how I access these altered states. I've been using a lot of like self-hypnosis, self-programming. I program my water. I program my mind before I go to sleep. I have a lot of intent. How do you program your water? Um, with intent. So with, you say to your um, yeah, go ahead. What do you say to your water? Like, but how do you, you do that? Can, well, you can put sigils on your water. You can put your water out in different moon phases. You can get different types of water. You can get seawater. You can get river water. You can get creek water. River uh, water is an entity, and that's what you know. Um, magic is you're, you're you're working with the elements, and sometimes I totally that agree. element element is fire, water, earth, ether. You know, these are different elemental magic. Something that I also kind of you know I'm really interested in. Um, that's why I decided to get married by the sea. What's your and sign? I'm a Capricorn. Okay. What, what's uh, your husband's sign? He's a Gemini. Oh, nice. <laughs> that makes sense <Yeah>. for him. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if people know who we're talking about. I didn't know if he wanted to be named in this episode, but uh, it, it, should, can we name him or no? Does he prefer anonymity? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's. <laughs> I mean, because we talked about you on the podcast, so people can go dig for it if they don't know who we're talking about. But he's pretty, yeah. pretty you're, you're, yeah, he's a pretty notorious uh, <laughs> meme lord. Yeah. So right now, we're going to take a little break. Uh, we'll be right back with Quantum Cable.
we're back with Quantum Kitty. How you doing? Thanks for being here. Welcome back. How you doing, Quantum Kitty? I'm all right. I'm good. All right. Yeah. But back to you. <laughs> Psychedelics. Yeah, I don't have too many people I can talk to at this level because a lot of people get, like, they may be extremely spiritually powerful, but not even in the way, like, they may be, like, super devout Christians. Like, they're devout and powerful in that respect, but they have a lot of judgments against anything that's not that, which is understandable. And so they want to condemn me for using psychedelics uh, because it's the the like illegality of it, or it's you know some kind of pharmacia using some kind of outside source, um, you know. But I, I I still walk the line of defending these things because they've given me so much insight into myself, and they've helped me tremendously, and they put me on a, a, a path, and and I think God put them in my awareness. And, and my default positionality is the ones that come from the earth that have not, you know, like, like mushrooms and weed. At a certain point, you know, you, you, you start to get with the oils and stuff in this, and, you know, man-made hand stuff. But mushrooms, weed, cactus stuff, you know, the things that we've been taking for, you know, 5,000 plus years versus like ketamine and LSD, MDMA. We don't have a lot of history behind that and, and how they're going to affect us over time. I'm still a proponent of LSD. But like you said, I had an experience where I was just ungrounded from reality for years. You know, I was microdosing for like yeah. six months. I was in a float tank all the time. And I was living yeah. in this magical reality that I was sh coexisting with people, but they weren't in that same space. And yeah. um, you're, you're right. It can become very disruptive to like paying bills and, and rent and, and, ha and maintaining a steady job. Or even so, relationships. That, oh, even yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to really uh, test you if you keep staying in that realm. It costs a lot of energy to use psychedelics. That's why I don't recommend them as, as much as I used to. But uh, another thing I'm, I'm not liking about it is the legality. I want, I want them to stay illegal. Because I think that there was a, a great, that was a great barrier of entry for people who really wanted to do it. And then also, who, who the hell wants to go to some clinical setting and take some of these things, right? I, I would never want to take LSD in some kind of clinic. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can. Here's the thing. I think a lot of people that condemn this are coming from a very different perspective. Like I said, a lot of this is within our DNA because it's part of our culture. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, we think of these as medicines. So I think that the it's illegal. I mean, you go to mushroom, you, you go to Mexico you do mushrooms with a shaman over there like it doesn't it's not illegal first off i don't know if they turned back the law about um psychedelics i'm not um ayahuasca but i know that there's certain churches you know you could take it with and it's completely legal so i think that it's been illegal because I think the government feels like they're trying to protect us, but it's really keeping us away from spirit and from our ancestors, because that's what Terrence McKenna said. We were talking to dead people. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I think ultimately, especially my experience with mushrooms, I think these things govern themselves. Okay, so yeah. for ex what I mean by that is, I've told this story a million times, but one time I took five grams and I really prepared for it. I took months off just so I could really have the punch of the, the, the psychedelic. 
and nothing happened. And I knew these were good mushrooms because I'd taken them before and everybody loved them, blah, blah, blah. They were great. Nothing happened. Yeah. Like literally nothing happened. I was so disappointed. Then a couple months later, I took like 0.5 grams, like nothing. I'm just going to sit with some friends. They're going to take higher doses and I'm going to just watch over them. I was the one on the ground crying. And then the mushroom, <laughs> the mushroom was like, we control it. You know, you can yeah. take as much as you want. We control the message. We control the outcome. Yeah. So that's why at that point, I'm like, I don't, I'm not worried about medical mushrooms because you think about it, like even in pill form, like you could get psilocybin pills. Well, I mean, I've, I've taken mushrooms in Amsterdam and I can say they weren't, they, they really were weak. So I definitely feel that there's a difference between the mushrooms that you get from a pharmaceutical company, from, you know, a store and Mm -hmm. you know in, in the netherlands and the ones that you make wait so describe because, the Netherlands mushrooms again i like, mean they were just like truffles right know? but but and what was they, the trip like was it like, um, like was it more tame or something like how was it yes. different than, than the wild yes um the ones that i had in amsterdam were like just like it's it was really weird because i did get auditory hallucinations too like i thought somebody was like talking to me and then i looked and there was nobody but the little things like that or like colors and like kaleidoscope type you know like like the cobblestone and like near the bridge was all like different colors but again it wasn't like as intense as the mushrooms that you make yourself or you even you can even like control what you put in your mushrooms which is really great because i've oh well somebody that i know i can't say myself <laughs> mm -hmm. right <laughs> but Swim. um yeah um made mushrooms with ormus which is orbitally rearranged monatomic like gold and it turned out way like it was so spiritual and it was I think these Mexican mushrooms. And Wait, you mix them with gold? Yeah, Ormus, which is what you take orally. Hold on, let me write this and down. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I never heard this before. How do you spell yeah. it? Yeah, A-O-R-M-U-S. A-O-R-M-U-S? Yeah, somebody actually just gave me a bottle, which is really cool. Never like, heard of that before. Yeah, so it's like, again, what like a lot of people take to like you know have these crazy experiences which it will give you like i've had full-on visions in space <laughs> like really good really good orbits so um i mix that i kind of use that in place of like where I put you know when you're misting it you could put it in a spray bottle with a little water and mist it so that's really great for like really elevating your mushrooms to a whole other level so um yeah <laughs> i i got a lot of or the person got a lot of good feedback from the mushrooms that they had cultivated i'm looking at the i it's a o r m -U -S. it's o o r m u s o r m u s yeah okay that's why okay hold on one second here Oh, monatomic gold. Okay, there it is. Okay, cool. Yeah. I want to order some for my next. <laughs> I like the the hacks. When somebody told me you could eat, um, 
Yeah, lemon tech. Lemon yeah. tech too, but mangoes with weed. Have you, you ever do that? No, no. Mangoes. I heard of like it'll like it'll pineapple. It'll, you know, it'll boost your high. Nice. And yeah. it really does work, uh, but you gotta eat you gotta eat the mangoes at just the right time, and they and you gotta uh, really it helps to not be an everyday smoker too. Mm, but then again, yeah. who knows? Then then maybe the punch is just from you just not having a tolerance level. Who knows? <laughs> they say it's the terpenes or something in the in also the... if you are going to take ormus be sure like it can affect if you're smoking weed it can, like i had a friend call me and was like what the fuck i smoked before i took some ormus i had a full-on panic attack so you will go into a trip like a full-on trip if you mix the two like kind of close to one another so be careful with you know well, speaking of mixing, I'm going to sound like a real scumbag druggie, but I do love mixing LSD and weed. That is my <laughs> favorite, favorite, favorite combo. That's not that bad, yeah. yeah I know, but people that don't do drugs, they're like, oh my God, this guy's like just doing all the stuff. Mixing so? them. I don't I mean, understand he, from like that's a, the thing, like, I mean, from, okay, I've had somebody say, you do, like, it's happened all the time. You do drugs. I'm like, again, you come from this idea of drugs are bad and like that's okay you might be religious but like that's not my beliefs that's right. not my beliefs it's not my culture it's not what my ancestors use so please no thank you <laughs> like you're allowed not to take them and i'm allowed to take them so. well, yeah there you go and drugs are bad meanwhile they got uh vaccine and donut in their hands <laughs> they're addicted to sugar they're addicted to caffeine they're addicted to nicotine they're addicted to alcohol and uh, but it's okay because it's well it's not even that i mean they're just like horrible shit people like yeah. in general like you are a horrible person in general like most people are very like that's why the more you take psychedelics the more you open your mind the more your third eye opens you ever notice that the monks don't want to be with anybody right. they want to be together they why don't you... want to be with people that are constantly in this trauma you know phase of their like they're constantly in well, trauma yeah. and they're yeah. traumatizing it, each other and oh, hurting yeah. them. <laughs> but basically anything you're, 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 you're right that monastery is the conscious world and the world we inhabit is the unconscious world and although me people like me and you uh may be relatively conscious um compared to what's going on here it's just like 99 percent of these people are just asleep at the wheel and it's not even their fault yeah. like they, they, i've really thought about this because i spend so much time in solitude just working that i have yeah. a lot of time to reflect on life and i, I realize yeah. that people with kids people with like two jobs people with a bad marriage people that all just life yep. is just coming at you so fast and if you're asleep yep. to things right if you're like i'm glad and again when i say awake it's a relative term but like okay knowing conspiracies helped me avoid a lot of the stuff during the pandemic that was you know killer stuff it could have got you killed if you made the wrong move if you took the vaccine if you got stuck in the hospital cost my dad his life um making that bad move but you know, knowing conspiracies, it didn't help him, but it helped me. Um, it helped a lot of people. And so it's like, okay, I don't want to mess with this stuff. I don't want to spend my time in this world. But uh, I mean, that's that's what I mean. Like it, it, if the unconscious people get caught up in those kind of traps that are everywhere. Well, yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. That was the and point. That, that's that's the thing. Like I like I the reason why I started documenting this and talking about this is because I seen so many other people in our exact position of being alone 
and mm-hmm. people will message me. I've had many messages in the past few years of why is everything being destroyed? Why are my relationships being destroyed? Why do it? Why can't I go to my job anymore? Why? That, that's why I said you go through a death process of everything destructing or being destructed and then you rebuild dark night of the soul you you do it alone at first for a few years then you start connecting with like-minded individuals and you start doing it together and that's why i think we're here as um support for people that I've been waking up or will continue because when my grandmother tells me I'm going through a spiritual awakening, I'm taking that shit seriously. Mm-hmm. When people that hated me before, when I first awakened, start talking to me again, I know what the fuck is going on. And I'm like, okay. Yes. Yes. It. Yes. That, that's happened to me a lot over this journey. And yeah, I had a dark night of the soul that, and, and, and what I describe a dark night of the soul, it could be years, not just a night, but it's yeah. this process from going, and I really, over the years, figured it out. What you what happened is, is a reverse of the polarity. You're going from unconscious to conscious, and in the process, though, like shift, like literally, it's like changing radio stations. It's a painful process of shifting the vibe, and if you're if you're lucky, the good Lord will do it you know, nice and easy, make things shift in and out of your life with you not even noticing it. But if you're really living in an unconscious state and the awakening yeah. starts, it's painful because a lot of those relationships, a lot of those habits have to change or end or or you're forced more and more into some kind of pain, uh, whether it's metaphysical, spiritual, um, physical pain in my case, like doing make, making bad decisions, unconscious living, forgive them, Father, they know not what they do manifest ultimately in this point where you're uh, yeah up against a wall or you're in the hospital or people are leaving you and that that might be the awakening itself but then through the process yes things shift and people come in and out of your life the the old falls and the new arises the phoenix you know all that stuff starts to happen so yeah awakening it for me it's like it starts with like you're in darkness but then there's a little light at the end of the tunnel and like it's closer and closer until it becomes all enveloping Another metaphor yeah. I used to have would be an unconscious person versus like an awakened master. This is the analogy where an unconscious person is like completely and utterly under the water, like at the beach. And as you become more and more conscious, like maybe your head starts to peep above the water, you know, you can see things. Oh, wait a minute. There's a whole nother reality here. Oh, wait, there's a guy on the beach waiting for me. Is that Jesus? Who is that? I mean, it could be anybody, any spiritual thing. I had it with Yogananda one time. I had a dream where I was like really trying to like communicate and, and know that there was some reality to some of these things. And yeah, I had a whole crazy thing with Yogananda and like pulling gold out of the beach. It was a crazy experience. But so the master's on the beach, you're in the water. And as you awaken, you're coming slowly out of the water and you get to the point where you got your head out and you can swim a little better and then you can walk and then you're up and out. I would say I'm still about half in the water. I'm not fully awakened. And uh, I mean, especially on the scale of people I've seen just on this planet now. But another thing I've learned is a lot of these people that put themselves out there as, you know, high spiritual masters are actually con artists and yes, or they're like something, something happens where you can be awakened, but you can also be psychopathic, narcissistic, sociopath. And then you don't, for whatever reason, you don't break into that heart space, but you can still operate from that third eye without compassion in a weird way, like psychopathic. Yes. Yes. That's literally 
every single guru uh, that is, you know, it um, seems to be famous, yeah. famous, like YouTube or, you know, in like India, because I went to India and I had this experience where I was in Kumbh Mela. This is a long procession to the Ganges River. And there's a whole bunch of people there. And some of them, you know, like the ones that like they're covered in ash. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The, ash of the The ash of the dead people. Yeah. And they're holding these yoga poses that for so long that it goes inside their nails go inside their forearm and out the other side yikes crazy then there's this whole like line there's different lines of people showing their extra ability power superhuman power Mm -hmm. so then they have these men that are walking in nothing but these like this like um thing covering them their their bottoms but they're they're like these underwear but it's like wrapped up and they wrap these big stones big rocks and they're carrying them to the fucking ganges like it's crazy Mm. and you see crazy shit like people do out of you know to like show the spiritual powers that Mm -hmm. they've inherited doing this journey and like going into their mind which is kind of crazy but anyway i was in the procession and this person came into my ear and he said you know what going in your way all the money you're giving him you know it was probably 12 helicopters and i saw the person he was with and it was his guru but he only had like four or five disciples and he was on youtube you could never find him on any social media they were just people living together experiencing together these heightened states of consciousness you will not find that on social media Mm -mm. you will not find that (laughs) on instagram youtube twitter none of that they they completely disconnect from the outside world and from that stuff so i tell people to be really afraid and like weary of people that say that I can heal you because when I say I'm a healer, I heal myself and whatever healing that I do for myself, if I talk about it and that heals other people, it's a byproduct of my own healing. Yeah, I I agree with that. And I also, I totally could see, I could, I I could totally be a guru if I wanted to. Like, I know how to play the game. I know I could just quote the law of one and I know I can embody it too. It's not like I'm just quoting something. I think you have to embody what you're teaching. You, You have to, there's no other way you can transmit it. It, it, unless you have it yourself you have to embody it so i thought and about that okay. yeah that's that's just like the reason why i like stopped you know like why, just, why is that it, it 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 was too many people saying it all like you said the ego the narcissism oh yeah 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 the yeah, yeah, yeah weird shit it, it, it frightened me mm-hmm. i didn't like it i i like to be that's why i went to art that's why I tried. Oh, so you were you were seeking like a spiritual like you were gonna be? Oh no, I wasn't gonna be anything. But I was seeking like you were seeking enlightenment, or what were you doing in India? Well, that's when I realized I had to come back here and do DMT because I realized that that's 
the the guru that I had gone to see, I realized certain things within him. And I think was it somebody we would know or or no? Of course. There's I mean, I don't want to talk about it because this person okay, is sure. psychotic. <laughs> and there are it's, many it, it, it's not Nithya Nanda, is it? Yeah. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I almost got sucked into that too. Let me tell you something. I went there just to see what's going on. Like I wasn't, you know, like really invested into it. But the shit that I saw scared me to my core that I realized that spirituality is a scam. It's a scam. Yeah. And you have to take the drugs or the plants. Dude, that's because crazy. everybody's gonna everybody's gonna lie to you. And you know what he does? He actually initiates people into the psychedelic initiation once they pay him enough money and when you go there they were trying to make me a sannyasi you know like because they thought i was a rich american which yeah. i'm not <laughs> but that's the thing you had a lot of rich good 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 looking yeah. uh sannyasis there i'm like well i need to get over there <laughs> yeah no no no. so I, I went i met some really cool people there and it's <laughs> he it spiritually attacked me for years and stalked me with his like sannyasis for years after I walked out mid his speech with he had fucking a smoke machine dude he came out with the fucking smoke machine mm. wow you and, went... and making poses and I'm like oh yeah he used to do the whole me? Shiva thing yeah he was the embodiment oh. of Shiva you know yeah I remember and, all and, that now yeah totally he was, was very theatrical and I, I I walked out with a whole bunch of people. <laughs> That's powerful because and I they, know they kept you guys in there. They kept us in there and they wouldn't let us go. They held us against our will. And I moved the girl. It was this white girl, this blonde girl with dreads. And I moved her and I opened the doors. So you will not hold me against my will. And then when I went to my place in the night, get this. They threatened to throw me on the street so I could get raped. Mm. That's what they said. <laughs> Once they said that, call the cab. And <laughs> I just like the next day I was out. I was yeah. out. How long were you there in that situation with him? Like three days. It... Wow, Two that was all days, I think. that was all it took. Wow. Yeah. The first day, everything the first day, I knew something was wrong because he wouldn't talk to me until he saw proof of funds. And he had, we were in fucking, in the middle of a fucking fort. You know what I mean? Like, this is Kumbh Mela. There's nothing there. There's no internet, whatever. Mm -hmm. So the internet is so hard to like, you know, like it took them hours to confirm that I indeed did pay. And then he saw me. Once that happened, I was like, oh, no, no, you know, you're in the wrong fucking place. That's <laughs> why God protected me when I took the, when I talked to the guy, he's like, he was talking about funds and stuff. I'm like, bro, I don't know about that money. I said, I'm counting on faith to get me there. I go, I thought this guy was the real deal. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, they, they do allow people to come for free. But again, I saw. I felt called because, like, I had an acid trip where he was, like, coming to me on the acid trip. I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, this guy's a real deal. Like, he's coming to me on the acid trip. And well, that's like... when you when you say people that have these dark. Oh, yeah. People, Dude, when, he's he, got he, it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. They have these powers or Siddhis, they call. Yeah, he definitely and they me a use few times. it for dark forces. 
to entrap you. And after I left, I had dreams for like three or four days every single day in India of him like attacking me mm-hmm. <laughs> in, you know, the dream state. And then when I started putting it on YouTube and talking about it, he attacked me again. And not in my dream state, not only that, he had his sannyasis start following me. Oh, yeah, they were, they were brutal for a while there. And then I made another video. And then I had this customer service like experience in the dream state. He's like, so how would you rate this experience from one to five? And I'm like, fuck you. After all this fucking harassment. That's like, funny. It was hysterical. It was not hysterical because it was scary. And right. they do hold people against their will. They do hurt people. They do abuse people. They humiliate Americans when they See, go there. You know, so for me, I was a relative novice when I was getting into this stuff. Like I hadn't been in it I, for years, but I'm like, you know, I, I knew a, a quite a bit, but I also was like enthralled so what, by, go when, ahead. When you, when you first go here, the first day I missed, but everybody was in bad spirits when I, because I, I came a day late. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they break you. They break you. Exactly. It is, it's, it's a, a cult. And this is like mind control. I started and hearing that you. too about the, the special diet, the, the sleeping. I'm like, yeah, they're totally breaking yeah. these people. So when I came, they told all the Americans to like. Oshada. Clean... Did you have the Oshada? Yeah. I, like, okay. So he I wanted that so them... bad because I thought it was, I thought he was feeding them psychedelics. No, he doesn't feed them anything like they, that. Because they, they need to experience some kind of, you know, like trippy sensation. I want to stay there, right? Like, oh, this no. guy's got magical powers, but no, there's no, mushrooms I, in, your, in your shit. Well, here's the thing. Like, he starts, uh, I knew everything was bullshit when, like, he wouldn't see me uh, before I paid. And when we were doing the third eye, um, I did a video on this and I talked about they do these third eye things where, like, the fucking blindfolds are oh, paper. Yeah. I saw paper. that. Yeah. Their paper. You could see right through it. That's all a lie. Second, the, the diamond manifestations. Yeah, the diamond all manifestations. All of that's a lie. Um, he's like, it's it's a cult, and they're brainwashing people, and it's scary. Yeah, what's going on? He was really like, because I was tripping every weekend, and I would get online just because I like that's what I like to do sometimes when I'm tripping, just to see like the mirror of the collective through the computer, because I know there's yeah. some kind of electromagnetic thing that's going on, even on acid, like. You can see, well, I mean, that's the point of acid. Everything is God, right? Even your phone is made of this kind of weird substance that is somehow manifesting as a phone, but really it's beyond that. And so well, that's, that, that's why in my videos about him, I, I thanked him because if it wasn't for him, I would have never gone back <laughs> Right. <on> DMT. <laughs> so I thanked him, even though I said, that experience sucked and you know i was petrified the whole time i was there um but it did make me realize the truth and i think that's why terrence mckenna talks about going there yourself and seeing things because you could be trapped in that bullshit if you don't see it for yourself well that's why at these super high spiritual levels you're 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 encouraged to avoid it all avoid avoid teachings avoid substances avoid other gurus because it's like you're trying to get to god but you're on the on the way to god's house you're distracted by everything on the way in like the statues the gardens all this beautiful fountains that's that's why i feel that sleep is right or meditation like ultimate like meditation yeah what started this for me was meditation i'm like i need to 
relax. There's supposedly benefits here. I need to see if I can even sit still for more than a second. And I couldn't. It was annoying. And every little tick in the refrigerator and the cars, I'm like, this is just, and then your own internal monologue, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, let me, let me try to find some Zen. Let me just see if I can sit and stare at a wall, find a master. Yeah. And then I, and, and but in looking for that, I found the float tank. And that started the whole yeah, journey. Yeah. But really, yeah. the truth is, this all started with YouTube hypnosis videos, uh, like laying there yeah. and like doing the guided meditations and then like, you know, blasting off that way. Like you can blast yeah. off totally sober. Yeah, that well, that's where a lot of my stuff, that's where I focus a lot of my energy now is getting to those states without. Yeah, that's where the real power is stimulus. At. Yeah, I, that, I was on a. Where, Oh, no, I was going to say I was on the beach one time and I was hanging out. I was taking pictures of a yoga class and I was done doing what I was supposed to do. And I was sitting there waiting for my friend to get done. And this guy comes off the beach. He's a white guy in a turban. So he's already, he's like a master yogi. And I'm like, hey, man, you ever done DMT? He's like, bro. He's like, <laughs> if you, he's like, if you do what I'm doing, you'll never have to do DMT again. I'm like, wow. But he was, but he was a Kundalini yoga guy. Those guys are always full of ego because they want to try to tame that spiritual power themselves they want to manifest and you know there's a there's a the spiritual ego that then uh, once you transcend that unconscious bullshit stuff and work with a lot of your stuff if you're unlucky you get stuck for a while being uh spiritual ego and that's yeah the narcissists the psychopaths they stay there but i've I, I, that happened to me too where i'm like okay well i've transcended a lot of my bullshit but now i think i'm high and mighty because i'm relatively un i'm relatively conscious to compared to most of these people and when you're conscious, you can run, you can, you can run games on people. You can run scams way easier. And the only thing that stops me from doing these things is I know that there's karmic repercussion. And absolutely, what seems to be That's, the case at the higher levels is it comes around faster. Yeah. So That's why there, I yeah, okay. don't, that's why I don't do any. No dark stuff. Yeah. I mean, well, no, I do do <laughs> dark. I mean, I, I would say protection. Okay. I do protection because there's a lot of dark forces and there's just the the evil what I'm saying, spirit. You're, you're not evil. going out there. You're not going out there and creating negative karma is what I'm saying. Um, well, I try not to. And but that's what I I mean, if I don't charge people for anything, I just I do And thanks art by the and, way. Yeah, you did. That was a total gift. That was an amazing, amazing gift you sent me. So oh no! I mean, it's blew me cool. away. It's the coolest gift <laughs> I've ever gotten because it was handmade and it was like not shitty. It was awesome actually, and I wear it all the time. And the reason I don't wear it more is, first of all, it's supercharged with psychedelic energy because ninety nine percent of the times <laughs> I wear it is I'm putting on a show or I'm taking psychedelics myself or I'm leading a trip, and so it's supercharged that way. Also, it's handmade, custom. I don't want to destroy it. I don't want to get it. one of the things I'm, I'm really I'm really you some new stuff. I appreciate um, that, but um, that I can't even smoke I in this made... jacket because I always. No, it's cool. No, 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 because a lot of times I will, the ash will fall into the, you know, my lap and then there's a hole in yeah. my pants. I don't want to burn any custom clothes. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm, I was talking more of like the spiritual stuff. Like I find when anybody comes to you, you know, like in your DMs, don't answer it. There's a lot of scammers, you know. Um, fortune tellers scammers you know all of that like don't answer your dms and somebody says you know spirit told me to message you or would you like a you know reading or whatever i don't respond to any of that if you become psychic you can literally do that for yourself Mm -hmm. you don't need 
these extras or these people, like you said, in your life to be able to know where you're going. When sure. you're yeah, conscious. When you're at a certain level of like, yeah, understand and receiving messages and have a clear mind. And yeah, you've really done a little bit of work. It really becomes so much easier and it gets easier as you come out of the muck as the unconscious. It, I don't think it gets easier because there's always spiritual and psychic attacks that you have to defend. You I have think it gets to easier to protect. navigate, though. I think it's 100% gets easier to navigate. Like, I mean, well, let, me, let, me, let me put it this way. Unconsciousness, there's no light on. Relative consciousness, you go from maybe like a, a, a big lighter to like a, a, a super powered flashlight, right? At, at higher levels of consciousness. You know what I mean? So you're, it's much better to have a big lighter than to just have no light. It does. I, I do. It does get easier, but there are like a you're, lot you're, of things. Your light gets that... brighter, but then you also can see how much, you know, dark, you know, like, okay, you're right. Like, let's say we got a brighter light and then we can see. Oh wow! There's like a million more dirty, dark, evil things around every single corner that I yes. couldn't see before in my unconsciousness. So this is a good analogy because I'm getting and that's that's kind of like what you're dealing or what you're up against, like people that are indoctrinated into that. Right. So they view the world through that lens, and you become a threat to people that. Are yeah, on yeah, that frequency. Your being, your challenge is their whole way of thinking and living, right? So if I bring to you a concept that is in opposition to you, even though I have no malicious intent, it causes your ego <clears throat> to, to like spike and revolt and turn because, wait a minute, I'm right about everything. I'm doing things a certain way. This guy's doing it totally different. He believes something totally different than me and he's happy and chill. Like, wait a minute, my whole thing is wrong? So, yeah, it, it, in, in an unconscious way, when you are living a certain way, you offend people by virtue of the fact that you don't believe or act or have bought it. Like this masks and, and vaccines versus not, you know, that's that's what that was. It's like I see it totally different, but somehow you see it the complete opposite way and you're totally 100 uh, percent sure of your decision. And that that's why people get so triggered by people like us. It's like, wait a minute. Don't really get into politics well that's the thing maybe you don't maybe you don't trigger people but i, I do i know I, I i mean i know people are but that's the thing people are triggered by anything that's what i mean like you could be walking <laughs> down the street with the wrong color hair the wrong kind of hat the wrong shirt yeah 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 <laughs> yeah it, there's a lot of people that are triggered these days and i think there's a lot of you know this being used as like, I, I get very angry that, you know, being woke isn't being psychic or using your third eye or astral projecting or, you know, talking to God or whatever you call it or spirit or the collective mind. And, you know, people use it for, for ego and you see that a lot. And so I feel like it becomes a very personal thing and you don't want to share. There, there are times where you don't want to share. And it becomes very personal. And um, yeah, it's. I feel that's why we kind of... The people that are working against the mass awakening are the people that are stuck in their trauma. And wow. I think that's why a lot of people don't want to do the psychedelics because it's going to open that right up well, and yeah, some people to... some people have seen 
they've done DMT over and over and over and over and over again, and no breakthrough. And it's because what would happen to their mind when they really broke through? Like a lot of these people that I like, you know, they come from different walks of life and they talk to me. This person, like their whole life would be shattered. And I think they're too into the physical. Right. You can't disconnect. You nailed it on the head. It's like like the government saying we can't tell you about UFOs because it would just like shake everybody at the core of what they believe and there would be chaos. And I totally agree that certain people aren't ready for things. It's okay. Here's here's the best analogy I've always had for this. It's like you can't handle a certain amount of capacity of energy like you would explode, right? You have to grow your container to, to be able to handle the wattage, the power that this insight could give you. And if we gave you this insight, you just, you're like a bulb that was screwed into the wrong thing. And the, the, the power load was too much and you just exploded versus you put the right thing on there at the right time. You got, you know, perfectly working light, but I totally think that if you can't handle the amp or whatever you call it, the energy that's coming through, you're not ready for it. The universe is, isn't going to do that. But, but then again, I back up and I say, well, what about these people who take LSD and they lose their fucking minds, right? What about them? What happens to them? Why didn't God do something there? What was the point of that? Um, well, I think there was this one guy that had taken an insane amount of LSD. And I actually knew somebody that had done that as well. And it took them, I'd say, five years to recover where they were were okay and that's the thing i don't advise anybody to do this in high doses um while on other substances to take it seriously and to respect well that's the thing yeah i think doing high very high dose psychedelics should be treated like skydiving or or, yeah cliff you know doing the side of a cliff or something like much respect Take it carefully. Make sure the setting settings right. You get all and again, I, I know people. I've know people have done like five grams, and they're you know like again, that's within their DNA. They know how to handle it because that's part of them, you know. And some people can take higher doses. For me, it doesn't like you said. It doesn't matter about the dose because I've taken a high dose of DMT and it was blocked, and I've taken literally a tiny little mushroom and it was a whole full-blown experience Mm -hmm. and I couldn't understand why but it's all about when they or it wants to give you that information right yeah so that's why I think bad trips are valid and even though like I said even those people I I do feel bad though I hear stories all the time of people that are accidentally spiked uh, a dose and they go crazy I mean, ultimately, we don't know how true some of these stories are and what the person actually happened to them. But like, look at Brian Wilson, like the Beach Boys, a perfect example of somebody who blew their mind. But we don't know the truth, though, right? How much acid did he take? What other drugs were mixed involved there? What other, like, for example, anybody that's got a predisposition to, of schizophrenia in their family, yeah, stay, stay away from weed, stay away from uh, LSD. Yeah. If you have a, an underlying uh, unlocked or, or locked up predisposition to... I've seen it unlocked in people where they take acid and they can never go back. They can never, they hear voices in their head from that point on and it Uh never, it never ends. So again, I'm a, I'm a proponent of what's been put on this earth. I think that's safe. Even mixing stuff like ayahuasca, those, those are all plants, mushrooms, 
it's 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 been here for thousands of years maybe millions who knows lsd what 80 years old 90 years old okay it's not been around that long we don't know mdma same thing no it's not been around that long it's a chemical and then with those chemicals what kind of like you know well, pro like, process well, did they use what, you know what kind of garbage is in there well it's another kind of like experience i had with dmt was realizing when I saw the subatomic particles. I saw sacred geometry and sacred geometry is basically formations of subatomic particles. And then, you know, I, it, you see things in like different levels of perspectives of dimensions in reality. Oh yeah. So for me, um, illuminated. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I was, I was about to say, but um, the dimensions of reality. Yeah. I mean, for, for me, it was like different lessons. So the first lesson we were talking about how, oh, that's what I was going to say. It was different lessons on how this is all like, I not anti-science because this is literally, we're living on a quantum level of reality and everything that's happening to us is happening to us in you know, our brain. So they're, they're all chemicals. This is a, they're different levels. So there's, you know, a subatomic level, a chemical level, a psychic level. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, and we're just seeing all the, all of these dimensions of, or different perspectives of reality. And that's what it, it's kind of opening you up to. So that's I think... why I, 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 um, you know, um, Alexander Shulgin, yeah. um, his like that's why I'm I really liked what he was doing. Um, just kind of like categorizing every single chemical, researching new ones, and just giving that out because like you kind of have to study what the fuck is going on here. And yeah, yeah he put out a lot, a lot of a lot of information about a lot of things. He made a lot of didn't he make MDMA himself or no? Didn't he synthesize it? Yeah, I, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Yeah. But that's like Hamilton Morris's favorite guy. You know, uh, again, I'm not telling people to go out and do this, but you kind of, when you, this is why I've, I've gotten really into, you know, mycology and, you know, planting and growing things. Cause like when you do that, um, you're really, you're creating like a connection to that plant or that mushroom oh yeah yeah you create a relationship for sure and you know you, you it becomes, commune with it yes yes and it becomes a very spiritual process and that's why i can understand why people would want to take something that you know they've made versus something that's in you know, the synthesized state in a shot in the doctor's office because it's very cold and clinical. And, mm -hmm. but at the same time, when they did that with the, you know, patients and what's his, his name's um, Strassman. Yeah. His experience, like it didn't matter because the set and setting was there themselves. Well, that's the whole point of getting that dose where you go beyond like all, you know, perceptions yeah. of 
external reality. Oh, I'm in a, a clinical setting here with a guy standing over me. No, no, no. I need yeah. to crank that DMT drip up a little bit more. <laughs> D- yeah. DMT to me, another thing how I, I feel like this is this is what you're experiencing without the five filters of the senses. Like it's unfiltered reality that somehow can well, that, co- that, that's co- go ahead. That, that's why I was saying the this the in between state. Right. That okay. is the DMT state. And that's why a lot of my So wait, wait, wait. Research... So you're saying and, and I agree, but I've never been able to like lucid dream and do the kind of stuff you do um sober. So you're saying that this dream state and the DMT are essentially the same thing? Yes. They're, I agree with that. I've and, just never and... been able to prove it on the dream side. Well, the reason why is because like why why am I tripping and like having full blown experiences while tripping? on different it's really funny yeah, when that, that somebody, makes total sense though did tripping in your when, dream when somebody i i, I did a, a you, just don't, you, you, you know what it is the chemicals are the password you don't you already have the you don't need the password if you're already there well that's the thing it activates the code boom so it's a tool and it activates something within you and that's why i tell everybody you could do this without psychedelics you could do this on your own in the in-between state. That's that's it. That's the motivation. And, yeah. And um, last night I was, you know, listening to my, you listen to different um, theta, alpha, beta, like different frequencies, different tones, different binaural beats. And then you also listen to different mantras, whatever. And I literally see when I go in, when I close my eyes, and get into that in between code is running and you're literally hacking your brain i'm excited about uh continued sobriety because that's the only way i can <laughs> I, I i think i can access these things i i i know there's people that tell me all the time on instagram oh i have the craziest dreams i smoke as much weed as i want i mean i think ultimately for me it's not that i'm having dreams I, I maybe this is the the issues for all the smokers but i think one of the things that's happening is you're stoned when you go to bed and you are having the dreams because you're stoned. So you don't remember them when you wake up. See, for me, when I travel, I dream really, really intensely and start to travel and see like when I, Oh, you're talking about like, like physical travel, like driving physical around. Travel, and, yeah. phys- physical travel. You know, I went to Norway. I had a dream with like this Nordic entity. I went to Mexico and we were on the beach and I kept on having dreams with the ocean. Every single day, the ocean was talking to me in my dream space. So, you know, that's why a lot of property is really expensive by the water because I feel like a lot of very rich occultists know this mm. and know what a powerful, you know, entity that the water is or is holding. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, right there too. It's like the the edge of dream world, and because water is the dream, and then reality is the sand. Yeah, yeah. So um, I mean, metaphysically, water has always been the dream. Dream is water. Yeah, so that's why I, I say to people, travel, and you're gonna dream like crazy. Um, but do I smoke? I smoke. I'd say. Do you smoke at night? Before you go to bed, smoke all, honestly, I smoke all day. <laughs> but like right before, like this is what I would do almost all the time. Yes, I, would, I sometimes like I smoke five before. minutes before I go to bed and brush my teeth yeah. and, I'm, and I'm going to bed. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'll smoke. I don't know why. Uh, do you, but... Let me ask you this: Do you feel like you are 
sleep deprived? Are you are you well, you know, slept? Well, Have you do you run a sleep no, deficit? Let me tell you, I've had sleep disorders ever since I was a baby. Oh, well, there's your gift. Like my parents would tell me that I would cry every single night. And I remember going to school tired because I'd be up all night from when I was like a child, a baby to like now. And like, I'm naturally my sleep cycle is all fucked up. You know, I thankfully, you know, I don't have to work outside or anything. Like you said, I don't have any children. I don't have any struggles. I don't, everything's peaceful and I could just put my attention. And I figured that because my life is this way, I better fucking take advantage of it. Yeah, it, I, I do believe that's a huge part of other people's problems. They just don't even have the space to, to let these things to in. be. Yes, to be relaxed, to be free and to be able to do this. So I think of it as a privilege. And because I think of it as a privilege, I try to use it, even though I myself, I slack off. Don't beat yeah. yourself up. There's no race. <laughs> oh, well, that's the thing. It, 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 if you've reached some of these states, you realize there's nothing to do and nowhere to go. Like and be here yeah. now. Yeah, there's, there, there, there literally is nothing. This is just a cherry on top. We're spinning around. There's literally nothing to do and nowhere to go. You take away modern society and it's just survival. You know, you're just trying to eat and, and stay warm, you know, yeah. before the internet and pornography and cars and airplanes and uh, all this bullshit we have now to distract ourselves with and we don't even need like 99 of this stuff like i was in the yeah. store the other day i'm like i don't need any of these things in here well i feel like that's why you know um somebody that i was born here but i was raised in another country um we lived in a hut with like water that we got from the well and took a bath in a bucket <laughs> and because we're so connected to nature even though we don't live the lifestyle that americans are accustomed to um there's a lot of happiness with being poor there's a lot of happiness because there's family and they don't feel poor and everybody is sharing and everybody's loving and family is wealth money is dead yeah you don't really see that in american culture today with a lot of people because everybody has their own cars their own homes everybody's disconnected well that's the thing i grew up as the measure of success being you moved out of your parents house and you did your own thing and you had the car and the house and the boat and all the other bullshit stuff and that weakens you actually because like i said in the beginning or just then it was family as well family as well debt money as well like money is debt you know like yeah you really don't need much to live. Like, look at, I think about this all the time. Like if the currency crashes and like, everybody's like destitute, like the Amish are still out there crushing and yeah. surviving. Yeah. You know, all we need to do is keep ourselves warm and eat and have a place to defecate. Well, and- that that's why I just couldn't like, I mean, my father, like he kind of, he came from a time where he learned how to build that's a crazy life skill that most yeah nobody millennials has here. Don't. Yeah. Oh, millennials don't even want to work, man. It's disgusting. <laughs> Not in millennials, the ones beneath millennials. What are those called? Uh, Zoomers. The Zoomers don't want to work at all, man. Just so <laughs> sad. So sad. I'm a millennial. I'm right on the edge of not being one, but I'm a millennial. 
but yeah i mean it's it's really interesting how like i see this is why like i think for like people that are going through this awakening or awakening into this very superficial world where people are judged by what they have and what they look like and what car they drive and where they live and what they make and what their job is this is all stuff that our ancestors didn't really you know yeah, i mean i'm talking about thousands of years ago yeah yeah oh you no know? i i would love to go back even a hundred years i would love to go back well to- i wouldn't like to go back but i would like to be self-sufficient so like you know we're we're looking for homes like i want a farm i, I don't want like a mcmansion i, I don't want yeah, i'm saying I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get into that yeah homesteading and yeah local yeah. community yeah i, I don't and think like, the system's going to collapse but i want to be prepared if it does it's i don't even care about it collapsing i care about being self you know like i i had this like one friend like their family from italy had like this garden in their backyard and they just made everything and they had tomato vines and you know they 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 had a whole garden and they just go and pick from their garden and like i think when you're self-sustainable and like you know you have you know a little bit of land you you can do that and like you don't have to worry about inflation and you don't have to you know if you have your own farm with your own eggs and your own pigs it's a lot of fucking work well that's the thing the modern world is the choice that we it's it's a offer that we've chosen out of convenience yeah yeah but that's how we were raised like we had you know right yeah that's oh that's how you were raised yeah exactly (laughs) that's how i was raised you know we had cows and we had you know like um i remember we had these goats in you know our courtyard and like every all the family lived together everybody helped um there wasn't a lot of electricity because you know in pakistan the where where my parents or my father's from um they don't have light or electricity for like four hours at a time so but they probably have, they, have pro- to... they probably have the healthiest life cycle though you know you're supposed to go to bed when the lights when the sun goes down you know by candlelight not com- not blue blue computer screen well i mean th- a lot of things have changed you know because like again everything is becoming cities and That's what I mean, where our, our, our natural rhythms are being destroyed yeah. i couldn't i can't do more than a, a maybe two like new york city i can't do more than a weekend there or i go fucking crazy yeah i used to live in new york city oh I was um, born there. And well, I guess if you're born into it, it's different than, you know. I mean, no, I had to leave too. It was too much. I mean, it's, you and, know. And now, like, like, these cities now, like LA, all those West Coast liberal cities that have I remember open air drug like, markets. Well, that's the thing. You know, like, I am all for drugs, but, like, safe drug taking. Like, I would have to. I remember the apartment I was tripping in every single day. I would have to walk over somebody that had a needle in their arm because there was, you know, mm-hmm. they, there was nowhere to go. It was cold. And, you know, you, you just took DMT. So you're like feeling it. You're feeling their pain. Mm-hmm. And it was so hard. I had to move. I had to. Well, that's you, the you thing. Feel yeah, that. Once you are, once you can feel the city and the, I mean, not even in a big city, I can like walk in Walmart and I can feel, like I, the craziest things will happen to me. I can hear like the inner monologue in a weird way of other people. And a lot of times it's like, 
like like I hear like the N word when I stand next to black people. I don't like what I'm like what what I'm like why what what is this? What am I experiencing here? Or like uh, all kinds of like white people here that they're, they're down talk too, but I don't know what it is because sometimes I'll stand next to a black person and I won't hear that inner monologue, but sometimes I'll hear it. And I'm like, what am I, what is going on here? And especially when I was doing psychedelics and stuff all the time, it was, it was, yeah, yeah exactly. Too open, too empathetic. Too open. Your, your, your heart chakra is open. And when your heart chakra is open, like it's always open, but when you're experiencing more, it's too much. Yeah. It's too much. And then you start picking up on everybody's. Well, that's the thing too. Auric scum. If you're not the, or the strongest one in the room, you usually get brought into the uh field of the stronger one and usually you're entrained by it if you're unconscious right well, that's the I mean, point but being no. conscious well yes and um here's the thing it's you know really, what i mean like like let's say you're unconscious and you went to a party and there was a really big force there you might not even know that they were the biggest force in the room like by virtue of like looking at them well but no they, they, but that's the thing they always come to you as being spiritually aware as being psychic the first person to come to me is the most damaged person mm-hmm <laughs> they will be damaged to the core and traumatized and you know yeah that's why i tell people you have to be aware you have to when you're awake you, you have to be you have to constantly yeah. cleanse yourself guard your field yeah practice good spiritual hygiene a lot of people have been asking me about that um, it's a real phenomenon too, man. You can, I, I used to do weddings and I'll be there at an Indian wedding with like 3000 people and I'd have to take a shower immediately and I wouldn't even be yes. like sweating or anything. It was just like everybody's energy was all yes. over me. It was gross. Yeah. So that's why I protect myself. I tell people start using protection sigils, start, start using oils, start lighting candles, start, you know, learning different defense magic. Because the evil eye is no joke and negativity is no joke. I always, you know, use an egg and take, put it all over myself or smudge the egg, smudge myself, put the egg everywhere, crack it, put some salt, throw it out. There's, you know, take moon water bath, take, you know, there are different herb baths. I believe in that stuff, but you know what I think it is? I think it's just your personal form of the placebo effect. No, I really, I really, this is, again, this is That's our my opinion. culture. Just... I mean, this is our culture. This is what our grandmothers yeah. did. This is what our great-grandmothers did, and this worked because there's a lot of negativity and there's a lot of, unfortunately, people that are not aware of their spiritual power. They're awake, they're, they're asleep, but they're still very powerful because they have a lot of anger, fear, hate in their heart. And they will attack you. Being a spiritual person, they will attack you. Be prepared and cleanse yourself. And if you're going to dabble in psychedelics, cleanse yourself because there are entities that come out and they will attach themselves to you. Or they'll they deceive well. you. Like they did they, done that to a lot of my friends that are, you know, people that are spiritually ungrounded and they enter into the world. This is, this is why I tell people when you're doing psychedelics, do not drink alcohol do not do it do not do it before do not do it after do not do it a week after because i was a you know person i knew wanted to experience dmt and i was there you know just to oversee not guide but yeah, yeah. just 
you know, oversee. And there was this intense, she went through a lot. And it was rape. It was racism. It was fear. It was being a woman. It was all this shit. And it, I, it passed itself on to me. We had gone drinking later on in the night, tequila. And all of a sudden I blacked out. And I didn't know what the fuck somebody had taken or something, that energy, whatever that demon was that was inside of her, that spirit, entity, whatever, put itself in me. And I had to get it, you know. Oh, I see what you're saying. So the the alcohol opened up your spirit. Yeah, I totally get that. Be prepared. Be prepared. There's a lot of things that might seem woo-woo that you don't understand, but they're everywhere. If you know anything about gin... Oh, that, yeah, that's why they call them spirits. That's perfect. Yeah, that's exactly why they call them spirits. I had an, I had an experience one time years ago where I was in a bar, but I wasn't drinking at the time because I was such a stoner. I said, I'm just going to smoke. You guys can have your hangover tomorrow. I'm just going to chill and have a good time. <laughs> and I was sitting there in the bar and I was watching every single person in the bar and the spirit would come out of one person's mouth and we go into the other person's mouth. And then the, another spirit would come out of that person's mouth and go back. So I would see all these spirits going in and out of these people's uh bodies yeah, when... into the into the other person and they were all drunk so yeah there's some about spirits and, and spirits well you know um when i used to live in this really 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 bad neighborhood um i saw there were these like little like it looked like weird like scribbles or black clouds that were like following people and i realized these were people that were doing heroin crack meth yeah there's this yep that's where you know we have to be aware spiritually what we're putting in our bodies you know i make everything at home try to you know any plants that i'm using try to know where they come from yeah, the, the, the core is just bring, you know, bringing consciousness into every aspect of your life. The food going in your body, aspect, the ideas yeah. that are going into your mind, yeah, everything. Everything. And when you do, when you start doing that, you know, it, it, it's little steps. You know, I can't claim that I'm the best. You know, I smoke weed and like I have a glass of wine. I, I drink from time to time. I don't live like a saint. And that's the thing. I think we have to take our mind out of this purity perspective because you could be a piece of shit and still be connected to spirit oh that was one of the things i learned about setting some of these uh, highly enlightened people i'm like they all had their faults like alan watts was a drunk yeah Um, you you can attain high mastery you and illuminated concepts and and have all these spiritual experiences and and it's usually the people usually it's it's where you, you you find yourself when you're first awakening is the shit Mm-hmm. But yeah, right. That's the thing. You've 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 created this unconscious life, or you've you've been born into it, and it's been manifesting over a certain amount of time. And then you wake up, and you're like, "Oh, wait a minute, I'm knee deep in shit here." Yeah. You know, but yeah. I've created this shit through my unconscious living and and attitudes and lifestyle and perceptions and judgments and yeah. And, but- and that that's why I say, like, for me, um, after I had done psychedelics, this is what happened to me. I would feel the neuroplasticity within my brain change especially after dmt and mushrooms in a good way 
No, like it was literally rewiring my brain. But from, is, is, that, is that a good thing though is what I'm saying? Of course it's a good thing because you're healing. Right, right. If well, you some people feel be like, your, oh no. Some people like John Mayer once had a thing on Instagram. He's like, oh no, I don't do acid. I don't want to knock over the card of uh, stack a house of cards in my mind. Well, well he, this is the thing. Like how can you explain me wanting to commit suicide all the time every single day of my life? Mm-hmm. So sad to being okay with no substances that's weird for that to happen mm-hmm. versus somebody that has suffered has come from trauma you know I, I thought that i was i was so i think the thing was like i was so afraid of repeating the cycle that i was willing to do anything and that anything was psychedelics that's and, that's kind of what i came to too i'm like i reached a bottom end i'm like wait a minute nothing matters at this point it doesn't matter what i do or so I don't. it didn't matter and that's that's what i'm saying i was so willing to die yes exactly same here i wasn't willing to die but i was willing to go to jail well i wasn't willing to go to jail but i because i i knew they weren't i'm like i'm a girl what are they gonna do they're right gonna, you know what i mean like nobody's gonna i'm not afraid like I'm not here, you know, so like I wasn't so, you know, I'm not like a provide, I'm just a person <laughs> using for my own little self. And, you know, um, that's why I never felt the fear. Um, but I was excited. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to, uh, uh, I uh, did open, open myself to the possibility that this might be something that could help me. I, I, I did feel like I, I'm already dead. I'm already dead. So it doesn't matter. Let's right. die. Right. Well, I wasn't that far down, but yeah, I was pretty close. Like, you know, <laughs> it, my reputation doesn't matter anymore. My, my physical health is like, I, I truly believe that you, anything with a high enough spiritual understanding and, and grace could be healed, anything. And I've had chronic neck issues my whole life. And through floating and trying to heal the, you know, just feel better, it opened up the world of psychedelics, which led to DMT. The DMT and, led to the, he, the, the healing of the yeah. neck. That's what I'm saying. Like with these, like they're tools and they kind of like get these like little microscopes and they go inside right. of you. And they don't you do anything. Having, you, ha- you have to act on them. That's the whole point. You have point, to act though. on it and you start having these perspectives. So I had a really debilitating eating disorder that healed itself. You know, I had severe depression and I was on medication for that depression and for sleep problems and all of that never taken anything ever since i've been you know i did i had my experiences so i didn't continue because i knew when to stop obviously Mm -hmm. well that's the thing i also think you know and i gotta wrap this up here because we're almost hitting two hours i awesome (laughs) um but, but yeah, yeah. I, th- I think the psychedelics are self-regulating. Ultimately. So, so w- when I was talking about the neuroplasticity, I literally felt my brain chemistry changing. I felt my brain rewire. I was having dreams of being surrounded by this white light and everything fixing. Like I, or I don't know if it was myself or an entity or an angel, whatever you want to call it, was doing this psychic um surgery, surgery yeah. on me you know what i mean and that's that, when that's, i was like whoa that's whoa. happened to me in the float tank yeah uh yeah. 5d upgrade yeah and that's what i say about the code like these are upgrades this is why my art has everything to do with this because we're part of this you know people are afraid of this but i love it and i uh yeah, yeah you're awesome 
It's Quantum Kitty, everybody. With the K, K U A N T U M K I T T Y. On YouTube, it's Q, but on oh, Instagram, okay. somebody on Instagram. took it already. Gotcha. Somebody took it already. So, so you prefer the Q. K. You don't want you don't want the K really. You you prefer the I mean, Q. At this point, I really, really don't care. It's the K, the K is either. nice because it goes with the kitty. That's why I thought, okay, well, KK. <laughs> but well, you yeah. know. I appreciate everything you've done for me. The, the clothes have been awesome. Everybody's loved that jacket and it, it continues to be worn to this day. It's probably got about 20 at least trips in it, but both having taken them and sitting for other people. So it's <laughs> definitely served its purpose. And I, I wore it all the time in my Instagram lives when I would do them at the float center. It was kind of my little costume. I loved it. You know, like you created my costume, like Osho had his own little look. You, you gave me a look. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, and yeah and your husband's given me lots of uh quality entertainment over the years as well on the internet so quantum kitty check her out you're at sacred quantum art dot etsy yeah and that's yeah, with a q sacred yeah. quantum art yes etsy you can go check her stuff out there and i will be posting a few pictures from the past that i have of this outfit that we're talking about since we didn't do video any last words anything else you want to say <sighs> I just want everybody to have a little, little better outlook on things, a little more compassion for themselves and not to think that they have to be anywhere. You know, um, like you say levels, like it's not a race. For sure. I, I agree we with that. have to be. Nobody's, you know, we, we were all just learning from one another. One of my spiritual uh, lessons was being okay with this not being the last life, right? Like if, if I got a thousand more lives, am I cool? Yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool with it. Well, yeah, because what else would you be? <laughs> right, but some people are like, I got to get out of here, man. I want to. I want this lesson to be over. I want to get out of the matrix, blah, blah, blah. And they, and they, oh, no, I got a thousand lives left. I can't deal with that. They're looking to escape. Well, I'm, they're, I'm, they're, I'm, I'm okay with not escaping the matrix. I'm okay with being, if it, you know, if this is some kind of uh, demiurge thing we're stuck in, I'm okay with it. Whatever, fine. I make my peace. I feel like there's a lot of lessons we have to learn in different, you know, oh, come for back sure. as different things. For sure. I feel like I got a lot of lessons still to learn, even not just this, but many potential incarnations. Hopefully not, but it's just <laughs> it's just a crazy trip. And I'm so thankful that uh you're like I said, this whole season this year, I'm trying to just make this reflect back to the audience and the accounts and the people over the years because we're going on almost 10 years now, me running that Instagram account. Nice. And I wanted to make sure we talked to as many people. And yeah, you're a big part of it, you and your husband. Um, but yeah, you were like, literally, you reached out, you gave me an awesome outfit, didn't charge me, asked me a thing for it. And and, and I, I want to apologize for not promoting the masks, because honestly, oh, no, it's a, you but, know, but here's the, the thing, reason... you, you, you sent me the cutest mask and it matched the outfit. And I do have pictures of me wearing it. But it, but it, and, and in the beginning, I'm like, you know what, this is not going <laughs> to last. This is not going to last more than two weeks, man. I'm not, I, 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 I don't know how I feel about the mask, but I'll promote this girl, everything else, but I'm not going to promote the mask. It was just against me, but the mask was, I still have the mask. Um, cause it matches the outfit, but I'm like, damn it. This thing lasted two years. I could have been helping you sell those masks, you know, but I'm like, oh, no, no, I mean, but I'm against the did, mask. We did really well. So I'm really thankful. So yeah, no, it's all good. I mean, I, the reason why I, I like Dave, cause I was, I was reaching out to people in general, right. like my, my friends, you know, like yeah. people that my peers. So I gave one to like Mark dreams. I gave one to another person. So like they were all my friends. And the reason why I did that is because people have given me stuff like mm -hmm. the coolest presents and the coolest, you know, stuff. Somebody just got, gave me Ormus. Another person gave me like different seeds, which I was like, so thankful for. 
Well, I'm going to have to send you and your husband a gift basket. (laughs) So it's really sweet. A Float Universe gift basket. Yeah. We we, we all just like, you know, just pass it on. (laughs) That's what I try to do too. And I was doing that at the Float Center and uh, giving out, people would exchange weed, drugs for floats. Sometimes I just give the floats away for free to some friends, but usually there's an exchange. But yeah, man. And, you know, I have no problem, you know, letting the, the psychedelics pass through my hands. Uh, like sometimes I would get DMT from somebody great, good looking DMT. And I just didn't feel like I could do it at the time. It was just too much. And I just sat on it for like a year. Yeah. And somebody came through the float center one day and they're like, Oh man, I really like some DMT. And I'm like, hold on, bro. And I can't, <laughs> and he, uh, he about lost his shit because he's like, you know, you, you don't expect to be able to say that. And then just like a magic genie pulls it out of his pocket. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, I appreciate the exchange and uh, I will definitely continue to pass your message on as well. And thanks for being a part of the the float universe. Finally, uh, you definitely have been there on my physical body, right? Something you made, something custom. I, I always think that there's so much love behind home cooked food or a gift made for somebody. So that jacket is, is very special and it, and it resonates at its own. I think it resonates at a frequency higher than me personally. higher than my own physical being i think that jacket it can only it only comes out when it matches when i match its frequency which is very very high and 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 and, and that's part of your frequency in there too i mean that's majority of your frequency i've just been wearing it so i think that's awesome i like custom stuff t-shirts are cool but yeah the jacket is so it's so nice and it's like oh well you're gonna be really excited because i'm sending you over like the 64 star tetrahedron i can't um, wait well we'll, we'll really get it going this time we're gonna i got my brand under control i'm not gonna get banned for (laughs) QAnon, and we'll be able to do fun safe psychedelics and yeah hopefully get some merch sell i'm gonna try try to sell mine and maybe we can put your merch uh, a link to your stuff on my thing that way if people want the jacket they can get it for themselves yeah cool it was great talking to you likewise quantum kitty it was a fantastic episode it went much longer than i thought it would which means it was great because sometimes i'm like uh (laughs) what's the next question gonna be but no you man you hit the floor uh running you hit the ground running right right into dmt that's where i like to go i don't have to graduate we're going right to dmt (laughs) so i appreciate it and one more thing um well you are enlightened thanks for being here um You got the. Uh, I try to say that to everybody. Sometimes I'm talking to somebody, it gets cut off. So I'm like, damn, they weren't enlightened. The first thing that happens is that there is a sense as though all the air has been sucked out. All the colors brighten. This is that increase in visual acuity. All edges become sharp. Distant things stand out in their clarity. This is at one tone. At two toes, you close your eyes, you feel a sense of anesthesia seeping through your body. You close your eyes and you see a floral pattern rotating in space, usually yellow-orange. People who do this occasionally, nobody does it a lot, call it...
Yeah. 